What's up, bitches? Welcome to the Florida Woman Podcast. It's good to see you again. It's good to have you here with us. It's time for your baby food. It's time for <laughs> time for your slop, little piggies. I was just thinking about Come baby here for food your slop. because um, I'm reading a book about like postpartum or something. You were thinking about baby food because you have a fucking big pot belly full of child right now i know i know but i i showed nathan the book and i was like you're gonna have to make some of these recipes for me she's reading all kinds of like there's all kinds of like breeding material that you gotta like go through like the, this is what you do like when you have a kid like this is how well, big yeah, the I mean, tear in your wife's <laughs> perineum is gonna be like this is yeah um how, your wife's tits are gonna get this engorged and they're gonna leak milk all over everything it's just a guidebook, you know. Yeah, but it had recipes. The first couple of days of, like, of life of your you child. After you birth, what's the best? Food they don't have eat? actual shit. They they have this black, grimy stuff that oh, comes yeah. out of their asshole. It's called meconium. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you, you learn all kinds of things. Anyway, I'm sorry for talking over you, Kelsey. Oh no, but I, I showed you the recipes, and you were like, "So you want baby? Food. You want me to make you baby food?" <laughs> so yeah. wait, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll make the baby's food in my breast." And then you make me my baby food. That's right. Because it was all like soft rice puddings and like, I don't know, it was, um, you know, it was very ancient, very based on ancient Kelsey Ann's reading books about like ancient Chinese medicine. But it's like medicine. soups and it's mush, basically. Mush. Yeah, they want um, you to eat mush. Sludge. Warm sludge, though. Yeah. Yeah. Nice sludge. Baby Good sludge. Food. Yeah. You guys... We were just in Florida. We did. We just returned triumphantly from the motherland. And I want to tell you something. I had a freak allergic reaction on and off for three days. Someone explain this to me. I've never had it. Please write in. I'm desperate. Especially if you're not a doctor. If you have no medical training, that's who I want to be writing to me. Like any of our fans would have medical training. (laughs) Let me describe it to you. So... I'm in Florida. I The first day is fine. Second day, in the morning, my eyes are a little itchy and a little like just uncomfortable, tight, dry maybe. But I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I'm in Florida. It's much more humid than Chicago. So I go get my nails done and I start juicing. My eyes are tumbling water. You just are, you were squirting. I'm gushing. Um, and they're itchy and they're red. And I'm like, oh my God, maybe, you know, maybe it has something to do with like the acetone. Maybe this place isn't well ventilated at a nail salon. And I had to put my sunglasses on at the nail salon. I was like, please forgive me. I, I don't know what's going on. Because you had these big red swollen eyes that yes. were leaking fluid everywhere. Yes. And I was actually like less for vanity's sake, more for like if it's in the air in this salon, like maybe like the, the lenses will, are like blocking it a little bit. Because like I literally thought it was the acetone that was across from me. But it wasn't it wasn't the salon because no. it happened to me too. It was happening yeah. to me the whole fucking time. And you'd get like a gust of like chemical wind, you know, randomly. Like we were there for four days and this kept... This, we were there for four days, and this kept happening on and off the entire time that we were there. You just get like stingy red bloodshot eyes, and you just start squirting, yeah, just juicing, gleeking and liquid and everywhere. Just, like you want to rub them so bad, and like you can't really see. They're like you just you're squinting. They're swollen. It was so weird. I've never, I've never had allergies. Like I don't know if that's what allergies are. <laughs> and I just, I've never 
it was so weird. I've never had anything like that. I took like Zyrtec. I took these things. It never helped. I took like special eye drops. And then that night, Nathan had it. Nathan's eyes fucking went crazy. And then we were like, okay, so it wasn't the nail salon. And it's not just me. It's like something in Sarasota. Yeah, and something in the air. And then it happened on and off for the next couple of days at the most random times. Because we were like, maybe it's red tide. Because when we were there for Thanksgiving, there was horrendous red tide like at siesta key in particular i mean dead fish everywhere did we talk about this everyone's coughing i don't think we have no we okay well the last time we were in florida was for thanksgiving and it was fucking apocalyptic because it was literally like the entire so siesta key beach is this big long like multiple mile stretch of sand and for the entire beach like the entire multiple miles of siesta key it was just piles of dead, desiccated, rotting fish the whole length of the beach. It was crazy. It was like nothing I'd ever seen. And there was this like weird weather event with this big rolling cloud came over and like blocked out the sun. I mean, it's, it felt like the apocalypse. It, it was, was crazy. It was so weird. It was like 2 p.m. And, and you couldn't go swimming no. like for like, you know, you'd be surrounded by fucking floating, floating fish Floating dead carcasses. fish like hitting your body. You're trying to like... Bob, Bob away from them. They're yeah, just everyone's like, walking up and down the beach, just coughing their, their fucking lungs up. Yeah, everyone's because the, coughing. Because this the goddamn dry algae. Cough. Yeah. It's like this irritating agent. But the thing was, it didn't really affect Kelsey Ann or I the whole time mm-hmm. we were there. But it was like disgusting and horrific. <laughs> That's grotesque. for sure. We'll never go back to Siesta Key. No, what a was, waste it, of fucking time. I dude. know. And we went to Lido after, and Lido had like five dead fish. Yeah. And I coughed like once. And I was like, dude, Siesta Key sucks, okay? I have to say it. I have to come clean. It's my thoughts. It's too touristy. The prices are outrageous also. Like everywhere. At at every drugstore, at every at every shop, at every restaurant. Because it's, I guess, because it's like tourist prices. Yeah, it's a I, tourist trip. It sucks. It it's sucks. a rip-off. The beaches are shittier. It's just not as nice. Traffic is horrendous. Yeah, but you don't come to Lido because that's our beach. Yeah, but you don't, don't get to come. come. Yeah, do not come. Beach. Do not come. Um, we we came on a beach once. I'm just remembering. Multiple times. Not multiple times. Yeah, I've fucked you on a, plenty of beaches. No, not plenty. I can only remember one. Oh my god, this is so <laughs> insulting. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, we'll talk about. You can it only after. remember um, one. But guys, how could it be? God but damn. listen, how could it be red tide? Because we weren't affected by red tide when we were literally in a shallow pool of water with with dozens of dead fish it, i don't think it was red tide and babe. then in january someone was like i mean i guess there's a little red tide i don't know yeah it, i mean we have conclusively decided that it wasn't red tide but what was what it was it could it? have been like an industrial accident happened <laughs> like upwind it? of sarasota it could have been fucking anything it was just the devil wind like every <laughs> once in a while you just like a wave would come over you and your eyes would start like burning and turning red and just yeah. releasing fluid everywhere. Because we went to Clearwater a bunch because we were there for business and mm-hmm. it never happened to me in Clearwater. No. But you know what did happen in Clearwater is we saw the fucking headquarters of Scientology. We walked, We put. I put my hand on it. It's real. It's right there. You guys. We saw, we we saw the Scientologists. We went to Clearwater. The entire downtown is a fucking ghost town. There's paper in the windows of every like major office building or like, you know, commercial building downtown. It's all under construction. Everything has a demonic name like the the Cafe for New Hope of Light, you know, like that kind of shit. And there's people in like 
stupid naval uniforms walking around all businesslike all over downtown. It was crazy. I don't know if anyone else is like me this way, but like when I when we were driving and I didn't know we first of all I didn't know we were going to to like downtown Clearwater. We oh, had yeah. just plugged a Starbucks into our GPS and it took us to that one. <laughs> and I just wasn't prepared. And I saw my first Scientologist and I just knew immediately and it just rang through my body. Yeah, and I was like, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one. It was like, it was like seeing You have an instinctive an alien. response to stuff like this. Yeah. It's like there's a deeply evil feeling that you get while you're driving through Clearwater. Yes, it is. It's or walking evil. around. Even at the Starbucks, I was like looking over my shoulder going like, which one of you is like... How many of you are Scientologists? Know. You know, apparently, could have I been found all out later. Could have been none. There are bracelets that we should look for next time oh. we're in Clearwater. Like, what do they look like? Um, they look like Livestrong. They look cheap. They look like plastic, stupid shit little ass. silicon bracelets. Yeah, that's funny. But it like designates OT8 or whatever. So if I guess if you oh. see someone wearing what you think is a Livestrong bracelet, no fucking shit. Yeah. Well, we'll be back because that's where like, that's where our business is. Yeah. At so we're gonna have to be going there like. Multiple times yeah. over the next couple of years. Oh, my God. But so we saw the Flag Land Base, which is this giant hotel, um, which, as you know, if you've listened to our episode, houses a time machine and an infinite pit and a pain station. I could sense. I could sense it all. I could sense the pain station. And you could tell, by the way, which ones are the slaves that work for Scientology because they're walking around in, like, brown suits. And looking down. Yeah, looking down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the ones walking around wearing blue were all, like, their chin was up in the air and they all look proud and, like, you know, shiny. But the, the I swear to God, we saw s- actual slaves. Yeah. Fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, I mean, not that we could do anything about it. I mean, you can't really tear the whole thing down, just the two of us, but, like... God, was it crazy to walk around that town. Mm. But then we went and had lunch in Clearwater Beach, which is just over the bridge, and that's totally normal. It's yeah, just it a bunch cute. of fat tourists from, you know, Akron, Ohio, um, eating. Uh, what was it that we had at that fucking like a restaurant? It was like a seafood salad. It was a seafood like, salad served in a giant wonton bowl. You can imagine it. For like $35. Yeah. It yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but it was fun. Um, as it was fun while our eyes weren't like burning red and <laughs> dripping like evil fluid everywhere. No, it was crazy, dude. We like were exercising. I don't know. We were we were we were going clear. We were going clear. Obviously, yeah. we were going clear. Our bodies were trying to rid us of all the rest of our demonic yeah, we're, toxins. We were purging. We were purging. Yes, <laughs> our thetans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh fuck. You know, despite the evil winds, it was the most beautiful weather I've had in Florida. God, it was perfect. It was gorgeous. It was sunny and bright and clear every day with like a breeze. And it was like in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, but, like perfect, still man. warm somehow. And everyone was apologizing. Every, everywhere we went, if they yeah, found the out Florida we didn't live in Florida, were like, they were like, oh, I'm so sorry about the weather. Because they were walking around in like puffy sweaters. vests and like, yeah, sweaters and like, Little, like parkas like, and shit. Very like shallow, very light like scarves that are more like decorative. Like yeah. I want to be like, did you forget how to dress for the cold? If you were actually cold, a scarf is the last thing I put on. Like, right. You know, if, if it's really that cold, that's my Final element. You got a trap before I'm wearing, yeah, scarves. But so the decorative scarf that's hanging loose, I'm not. I'm just not sure what that's about. It's just like Chico's. You know what I mean? It's like that drapey retiree, like English teacher look. Yeah. You know they've forgotten what it's like like to actually like have to face the elements. Really. Mm -hmm. You know, besides heat in the summertime. So like a scarf, a, a jacket. It's like 
more to show everyone else that you you belong than it is to actually trap heat in your body. Yeah. Although those there's a bunch of like walking skeletons in in Sarasota. You know <laughs> what I mean? There's a bunch of like ancient elderly people. Maybe they lose heat at a quicker rate than we do. <laughs> yeah. With our young robust bodies. Mm. I can't Delicious. believe you don't remember all the times we've had sex on beaches. You'll have to clue me in later. I'm so sorry. I'm not cluing you in. You need to <laughs> rack your brain. If you don't have that delicious memory, then you just don't get that exactly. delicious memory. Exactly. God damn. Do you have a Florida woman for us? Yes. yes. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. I'm sure she's very nice. Um, four foot emotional support snake found in luggage at Tampa International Airport. An emotional support snake. Yeah. Do explain. <laughs> Tampa, Florida. Security screeners spotted a scaly surprise while scanning a suitcase. A four-foot-long boa constrictor making its way through an x-ray machine at Tampa International Airport. And in, in an Instagram post Friday, the Transportation Security Administration, okay, TSA, just say that, uh, said security officers found the snake curled up inside a carry-on bag in December. In December. I mean, through Old the fucking news. x-ray, guys, really, like, you're not, you don't think you're going to get caught? You don't think there's anything Any... wrong with <laughs> putting a boa constrictor in your suitcase? The passenger told officers the boa was her emotional support pet. Got it. Yeah. Did it work? No. They threw that fucking thing in the trash where yeah. it belongs. Good. That's yeah. great. In, apparently, in October, a garter snake startled passengers on the plane, it was literally oh, we got snakes, snakes on a plane, on a plane going from Tampa to Newark, <laughs> <laughs> which makes so much sense, obviously. Um, yeah, how did that one make it? I guess how did that one make it on the plane? Well, have it's you smaller. ever seen a garter snake? They're small. Yeah, they're tiny. I mean, yeah. they'll slip through a crack. You know what I mean? There were um, no. It was in someone's luggage still. Oh, was it, so they were bringing the snake on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. In that case, I guess it, it makes even more sense because, like, what, is it, what does that look like going through an x-ray machine? Probably nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? A boa constrictor is fucking like huge. Like a hairbrush. You can see, like, the head. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the head's got that, girthy. like, weird little, like, yeah, curvy shape to it. Mm-hmm. It's probably wriggling and writhing around. <laughs> mm. I don't mind snakes. Freak? I'm not scared of them. I don't, yeah, I don't mind snakes either. A lot of people really, really hate them. I know. It's very instinctive. I know what you really, really hate. Say it. Cockroach. Ugh. The American cockroach. There's nothing more disgusting. They actually repulsed Kelsey Ann so much that we had to, when we lived in New York City and we would get them every once in a while, we had to like come up with a different word to say because they would, <laughs> she would start retching if you said, babe, like there's a roach in the house. <sighs> See, listen to her. <laughs> this is completely genuine, listener. Like, this is not being put on at all. She hates them so much. And the ones in New York are big. They're actually the same ones that they have in, like, Louisiana and Florida, too. They fly. I know. They call them water bugs. I am so lucky. I have never encountered an American cockroach that size in Florida. Knock on wood. Everyone talks about how Florida is full of bugs and how there's roaches everywhere. I've never, and I've lived in so many different parts of the state, rural, city, coastal, inland. I don't know why I'm not seeing them. Thank 
the Lord. But I do, I do see a lot of them when we go to New Orleans. Oh, yeah, yeah. New so Orleans I know they like that climate. Well, it's because they also, they like eating sugar. So there's like, you know, there's spilled alcohol and fucking beignets and shit all over the ground Ugh. in New Orleans. Yeah. Puke. They probably eat puke. Oh, we Ugh. saw a really, really horrifying, horrific sight one night in Brooklyn. We were walking off the train. And it's, it was about a, a maybe three quarters of a mile walk back to our apartment from our train stop. And it was late at night. It was like, we, I think we had gone and seen a show on Broadway or something like that. Um, and we, were t- we took the train home. We got off the train. We were walking back. And um, like, it's just us. It's one of those rare moments in New York City where it's just you on the sidewalk and there's nobody else around. Um, and we were walking down the sidewalk and we see this object in front of us. And we can't really tell what it is. It looks like, I don't know, it could be like a little ball, little, like, I don't know, deflated soccer ball or something like that. It was like shimmering a little bit. Yeah, it was like shiny. It it was very strange. And we we kept walking towards it. And um, we get closer and we get closer. And then I hear Kelsey-Ann make a sound. Can Can you do the sound? Yeah, yeah, it sounded it sounded exactly like that. <laughs> That's the sound that you made. You made that sound, and then I see my my future wife sprint at top speed all the way out of my line of sight. I go, babe, 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 what, what, what? And I look around. I think like somebody's like got a gun, and she's running away. I think we're about to get like shot or like you know robbed or something and then I, I there's nobody around and i go what the fuck and kelsey is gone like gone gone and i look down on the ground and, and i approach the object it's only a couple feet in front of me now and i see what it is it's a giant chicken thigh from a fried chicken restaurant that is absolutely covered Every inch of the surface is covered in gigantic cockroaches that are shimmering and shaking their wings and obviously feasting on this piece of chicken. It was one of the most repulsive things I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) And I'm still to this day, I'm haunted by the image of that chicken, that rotting piece of chicken covered in insects feasting on the flesh because that you know they're carnivorous that means they're carnivorous they were fucking eating the chicken the chicken flesh and there were probably like a hundred of them each one of them about like two and a half inches long it was unbelievable and they made a sound you could hear like clicking and rustling and stuff oh my god it was horrendous (laughs) and kelsey and just ran i think she ran halfway home and i had to just like you know, I'm not that afraid of cockroaches, but I did go, oh, Jesus Christ. And then, you know, I booked it out of there, too. And have a bad feeling for the next half hour. Yeah, yeah. Was, it, gave, it really did give me a feeling of dread. <laughs> it was like something you weren't supposed to see. But you were absolutely beside yourself. Uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I remember. Just, <laughs> it's from It's from hell. <laughs> it literally was. It be. was from hell. It was crazy. <laughs> Oh, but I so relish the memory of that. <laughs> you know who else loves fried chicken? Who loves fried chicken? Jair Bolsonaro. Jair Bolsonaro, who, by the way, is in Orlando, Florida. He was ousted from Brazil. He's in exile. And where does he go? He he goes to Publix, babe. <laughs> he goes where every Florida man must. 
There's, I, I don't know, listeners, if you've seen this, but the, the ousted former prime minister, was he prime minister or president? You I don't know. know. The top whatever, guy of the top country, dog whatever. Brazil, uh, kind the of king. a far right guy, very homophobic. Um, he was he was replaced by a sort of more far left progressive candidate, maybe even a socialist named Lula, um, who was like a pro environmentalist running on an environmental platform. He got ousted, um, and Bolsonaro, you know, proto Trump that he is. Um, decided to say that the election had been faked, mm-hmm. just like Donnie Tomatoes did a couple years back. And uh, he, there was this like sort of power struggle back and forth for a while, but then finally Lula, like the military-backed Lula, and now he's been fully installed in power, and uh, Bolsonaro had to flee to whatever place in the entire fucking world, not the Swiss Alps, not some tiny island in the Caribbean, where did he? He didn't go to Corsica. He didn't go to fucking, you know, Nepal. He went to Orlando, Florida. They just can't help themselves. Brazilians love Orlando. They love Orlando. They love Orlando like no one in the world loves There's Orlando. There's so many expats, Brazilian expats in Orlando. Yeah. And so now he's one of he's one of a couple one, thousand. One of many. He's among friends. And this video surface, I don't know if you've seen it, of him just aimlessly wandering around <laughs> a Publix. Like it didn't look like he was shopping for anything. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of like, you know, shuffling his feet. And he looks like, like a Florida man, yeah, with the shuffle and he's wearing like a loose khakis and a and a Navy generic blue polo, polo shirt. Generic, yeah. yeah. He's Stupid, got like a little like, bit of a pot belly. Tennis but, shoes. Yeah. yeah. Salt and pepper hair. Mm-hmm. Aimless. <laughs> he does. He looks kind of like a cartoon. Yeah. No shopping cart. No. No nothing. Basket, no basket. He wasn't there for any fumbling purpose. Fumbling around. Just walking around, just seeing what's what. Do you think he has security with him when he goes to like Publix? I mean, you'd think you'd he think, must right? have security, right? But then, what, know. you know, how are we getting these videos? Security is just pretty lax. I don't know. They're At like, one point in that video, he turns around. He just like gives a big thumbs up to the guy I who's wandering that. around. I saw the that. Camera. Yeah. He loves the I camera. Guess he loves folks. it. Yeah. Well, this is also after like this is fucking hysterical because just like in on January sixth of twenty twenty one, when like a bunch of like shit for brains like queued out Trumpsters. Um, you know, stage that limp little shitty little <laughs> riot in the Capitol building mm-hmm. um, where the <laughs> there were like three casualties and two of them were heart attacks <laughs> from people trying to climb into the building and absolutely maxing out their obese little piggy hearts. Anyway, um, there were a bunch of far-right Brazilians who tried to stage a coup and they tried to overrun the Capitol building, like the the parliamentary building. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. In Brazil, yeah, it was a bunch of Bolsonaro, like, Trump it, people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was, like, the same crowd, only Brazilian. Mm-hmm. And they, like, they were, like, setting fires and, like, you know, throwing shit through the windows and, like, trying to trying to take over the fucking government. Well, Trump loves Florida, too, so I well, guess he just does, attra- yeah, exactly. attracts that type of person. They share that, don't mm-hmm. they? They do. But the funny fucking thing is that they were doing this while Bolsonaro wasn't even there. Yeah, he'd gone, long well, gone. He wasn't fellas. even able to be put on the throne. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wasn't even available. No. What if they got in and they accomplished over... it? Like, yeah, exactly. Cue your what? guy. 
He's he's busy. He's busy eating KFC in fucking Orlando. Which, by the way, that's legit. There's another viral photo of him has been going around of him just sitting alone at a KFC in Orlando (laughs) (laughs) on the day that his opponent was being sworn in. Just chowing on a little chicken with some like loose breading. It's a really bad picture. Yeah. Good. 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 Funny. Bad for him. Uh, because it's like mid bite, but the bite had fallen apart in the in the act of biting. Uh And so the chicken is sort of like it is in his teeth, and then the the limp breading had sort of peeled off, and it looks like it looks like he's throwing it back up almost. He was another cockroach eating fried chicken. Basically, yeah. yeah. God damn, man. So I guess Such he's also shit. like, is he in the hospital now or he was in the hospital? Yeah, he was in the hospital. I don't know. Did he get poisoned or something? Are people trying to kill him? Like, I'm not sure why he was in the hospital. My mom thinks it's just for security. Like, yeah. what's more secure for him than a hospital? Because <laughs> makes... he said when he when he entered yeah. the hospital, he said he had been hiccuping for 10 days. That was his symptoms? Yeah. It was like, help, I've, I can't stop hiccuping yeah. for 10 days. I've, I don't know. I mean, what what would you do if you started hiccuping? Oh, and definitely you go to the ER. Yeah, go. You go to the ER. Something's wrong. You let yourself. But get I just admitted. think I don't think that's true. You just think. I just think it's he, a good like. It's a place where you can't get shot in the face, and you can't get shot in the face. It's just a, a funny little. I mean, what would you? Okay, if you needed to admit yourself into a hospital. Mm-hmm. In Florida, mm-hmm. what would you? What's the plan? What would you say is going on with you in order to get admitted, but not like have them run weird tests or make you super super uncomfortable? I don't know. If I was if I was Bolsonaro, I'd just get like really publicly drunk, probably. You that know makes what I mean? You look so bad though. It makes you look bad. Well, I guess. having ten days of hiccups doesn't make you look fucking great. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'd like go try and find an alligator and get in a fight with it. Maybe get a chomp. Mm, take get a like chomp a, to the hand. Out of your hand, yeah. Yeah, to get intentionally. I mean, I feel like I'm surprised that kids don't do that to get out of school in Florida. You yeah. know what I mean? Like sacrifice a couple of fingers to a gator. Or like a snake bite. Every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Go find some snakes. They're out there. Definitely. The That boa constrictor, by the way. Could have come in handy. Could have come in handy. But also like that boa constrictor. Um, I'm not sure what they actually did with it. Like, I joked that they threw it in the trash. But, like, mm-hmm. the fact is, enough, like, exotic pets have been thrown in the trash in Florida or flushed down the toilet or whatever, just released into the wild, that there are endemic populations of, like, pythons and boa constrictors in well, central Florida. Because the climate's perfect for them. Exactly. Literally. So if it's they just get like, taken they're like, there, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, They're yeah. like, home sweet home, baby. Mm-hmm. Just like Bolsonaro. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't believe, like, the... It's just so comic because this guy's like really a piece of shit, like a international worldwide piece of shit, like shouldn't be in charge of a country type of like, you know, dangerous, almost like proto fascist kind of guy. Um, but every picture of him is just fucking hilarious because he he looks like a cartoon. It's like a, just a dad. He does. He Florida looks like an dad. ineffectual Florida dad. Yeah. And Amazing. he's staying with a UFC fighter. Yeah, he's staying. Um, what the fuck is his name? Jose uh, Albon or something like that. I think so. Jose Albon. Um, but the one thing I do know about this guy, he's staying. He's like crashing at this like UFC fighters like multi million dollar mansion. Um, the one thing that I do know <laughs> is that <laughs> for some reason I don't think he has children. 
But this UFC fighter has a bedroom. One of his many bedrooms in his house is completely Minions themed. Like the Minions from Despicable Me. So like the bed looks like a Minion and there's Minions painted all over the walls. Minion uh, pillows. Yeah. The bed frame is like a Minion frame too. I mean, it doesn't just stop with the sheets. And there's like stuffies in there, like little stuffed animal minions. Yes. I mean, it is yeah. The it furniture is, is minions. Out. It's all yellow and like denim. It's yeah. fucking crazy. I can only hope that Bolsonaro is sl- is staying in that room. I mean, nothing would make more sense <laughs> at this point in the situation. In the story. Yeah, that's absolutely. By true. the way, his name is Jose Aldo. Aldo. So you, Jose Aldo. That's you got that's it. it. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty close. Um, is that how you would say it in Portuguese? Jose. Jose. Yeah. The Portuguese is a weird language, man. What is it, by the way, with Brazilians? Okay, I'll say Central Americans at large, but Brazilians and like cartoons. They fucking love cartoons. Yeah, I associate that more with like yeah, Central America. This adult but like man. this like Tweety Bird kind of like Yeah, yeah, Looney Tunes um, kind of Roadrunner. They love the Simpsons Taz? too. Yeah, Taz, oh, Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um but Brazil, they love Disney. Oh yeah. And this grown fucking man whose job is to like bash in people's <laughs> skulls, you know what I mean? His literal job is to like choke people out until they like nearly die. Mm-hmm. Um, this man has a minions themed room. He loves Despicable Me. You got to balance the dark with the light. I fucking guess so. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. Like Brazil is the fa- is like a factory for like nightmare fuel videos on the internet. Mm. By the way, of what? I mean live leak videos of like uh, Brazilian drug dealers like encasing people in cement and then like burning their face off. I mean whatever you want is whatever horrible thing. You can imagine, like, it's Brazil's found an inventive way to do that to people and then post the videos on the internet. They're very social media, like, it's companies like TikTok and things like that, mm -hmm. they'll test out their products in Brazil. No shit. Yeah, because they're they're (laughs) obsessed with social media. I don't know, they're just on the cutting edge. They love making TikToks of, like, cutting off people's faces with machetes and stuff. Sure. And no, I'm not confusing them with the Mexican cartels. Like, this is literally, this is legit a cottage industry in Brazil. (laughs) It's like like people who owe drug money to to drug dealers get, like, barbaric barbarously murdered it's crazy it's fucking nuts so that makes sense because they've got a very very dark dark scary evil heart that they would love uh, silly cartoons so much <laughs> yeah i guess i think that checks out don't get into debt in brazil but don't do drugs in brazil yeah i'd i'd advise against Be careful it. when you're in a foreign country you don't know the rules fucking a like you remember ryan lochte no, what happened to Do you him? remember he's a when, Florida man. in the Rio Olympics? Oh, he's a Florida man. Yeah. That makes sense because he's like one of the dumbest people I've <laughs> No offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he went in the Olympics a couple years ago. Do you remember this? He like went to some gas station. I don't know. He was causing a problem somewhere. And then he got he got, oh, he got like, held up. Yeah, yeah, he got held up and like he got I his do like, remember this. Did he get his medal stolen from him? I think it was something like that. Oh my god. But yeah, he got he got held up and fucking like mugged in Brazil, he got a shit stolen oh for my being a dumbass. God, Don't Ryan. be a dumbass in South America, guys. Come yeah. on. There are other places you can be a dumbass. Yeah, that you're not. You're less likely to get fucking shot and <laughs> yeah. killed. Do you have a Florida man? Yes, any fucking how. Let's get to the meat. Um, I have a couple of Florida men. The first one 
Uh, Florida man uses wife's head as a mop. No. No, it's it's not a severed head. Okay. But it's still doing some mopping. Listen. He's a strong man. If he's holding her when upside we, down. You're picturing what I was picturing. He's okay. holding her by the feet. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. Uh. Um, when we came across this story, this is from the Miami New Times. Um, our first thought was, oh, dear God, he cut her head off and put it on the stick to use as a mop. But thankfully, that wasn't the case. But this is still a pretty terrible story. Fruitland resident Keith Davidson, Fruitland, Fruitland, a silly, silly name for a town that played host to a horrendous crime. Uh, Keith Davidson, 46, woke up last Sunday sometime afternoon and wanted to make himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but he soon discovered he was out of jelly. Mm. He then, thusly, decided to lash out at his wife. During the argument, the wife went to get the peanut butter but accidentally knocked over a glass of milk. Davidson then hit her and pushed her to the floor and used her hair to mop up the milk. Mm, I'm seeing this now, yeah. And that's when she called the police. Uh, the victim, whose name hasn't been released, told WSEH, sorry, WESH, that it isn't the first time that her husband has used her as a dish rag. Oh my God. Domestic- and I don't think she means, means metaphorically. I think No, she I think she physically. means literally used her as a dish rag. A domestic abuse expert also told the station that abusive husbands often use fights over food as an excuse to take the rage out on their victims. Yeah, we've heard this before. Yeah, absolutely. Like this, is, this, this is a pattern that I'm seeing emerge. Wasn't that the um wasn't that something like a couple episodes ago there was a guy who like they were doing the dishes or something and then he like cracked her, his wife in the face with like yeah. broken glass yeah, or something, yeah, it was like, that. something like that. Something fucked up like that. Yikes. Okay, I have another one. A Florida man stabs his neighbor with a machete that he named Kindness mm. in an attempt to kill him with kindness. Oh. In Miami, <laughs> a Florida man is in jail charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon because he threatened to kill his neighbor with kindness because the word kindness was written on the side of the machete that he used to stab his victims, said investigators. Why does, why does a Florida man always have a machete? Well, it's good for clearing jungle brush. Right. So if you live in a place that's not like right on the coast, mm-hmm. you know, it's there's a good chance that there's some like hardy, weird scrub, weird scrub mm-hmm. weed swamp plants growing in your backyard. Okay, okay. Um, Brian Stewart of Milton, Florida, allegedly cut a man with a machete moments after he was heard threatening to kill someone with kindness, according to the Pensacola News Journal. Some neighbors went to Stewart's home to complain about loud noise, and Stewart came out of the house with the weapon, um, said investigators. The victim suffered a half-inch cut on his hand. Luckily, that's not very bad at all. Mm -mm. Stewart, 30 years old, was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without the intent to kill and aggravated battery. Without the intent to kill. He's got a very tragic um, mugshot, by the way. Can you see? Yeah. He He looks like a cousin of mine. He does look like this could have been me in an alternate timeline had I been born at a more southerly latitude. Yeah, he's got like grown out, like dirty blonde hair that Uh he's let get a little greasy, kind of a patchy blonde beard. Yeah, just just sad blue eyes, kind of downturned. He's got weird abrasions on his face and shit. It looks like he doesn't know how he got to where he is. It definitely looks that way. His eyes are saying, "How did drug use?" (laughs) His eyes are screaming, "Drug use." Now, I have today a record three Florida men to share with you. Okay, go, go, go. Each more interesting than the last. Um, This one 
Florida man confesses to the cops that Jesus told me to drive a Ferrari 360 off of a pier into the ocean. Mm. Quote, Jesus made me the smartest man on earth, and it's so hard to have this much responsibility, Mm. the 48-year-old reportedly said to the police. Last month, 48-year-old James Muchacho of Deerfield Deerfield Beach, Florida, drove his Ferrari 360 off the end of a dock in Palm Beach after a confrontation with a police officer. A more recent report of the incident has outlined Muchacho's motivation to be religious in nature. Muchacho was rummaging through his Ferrari 360 with the car parked on the public Palm Beach dock on December 26th when he was approached by a police officer who told him he couldn't park there. Muchacho reportedly apologized, telling the officer he was waiting for a friend to pick him up and backed off the dock. Instead of cooperating his, with his car out of the way, Muchacho accelerated back down the dock, pitching his supercar off the end and into 30 feet of salt water. Oh, fuck. Muchacho escaped the vehicle before it sank and was rescued by two fishermen who turned Muchacho over to the waiting policeman. The officer then asked Muchacho, I can't stop saying his name, Muchacho, so fucking funny, um, what compelled him to sink his Ferrari and he reportedly called the officer an Egyptian who didn't believe in Jesus. Oh, that's an, a unique niche, like racist. You goddamn Egyptian. Egyptian. <laughs> I love it. I like that. Um, hmm. Jesus told me to drive through a small gate and into a six-foot window, Muchacho told the police officer, as reported by WPTV. Jesus made me the smartest man on earth, and it's so hard to have this much responsibility. Money is going to be irrelevant in two days. Remember to smile. Oh, wow. See, there's so much yep. in there. There's so much there's going so on. There's so many layers. Um, first of all, what, is, what does he do for a living? Do you think that he has a Ferrari? Good fucking question. Something that allows him... To the, access the yeah, premier access drugs to, you could ever exactly, imagine. Exactly. The strongest drugs you can find. Yeah. And he finally had his come to Jesus moment. Literally. Um, police recovered the sunken Ferrari shortly thereafter and discovered that the car's plate was registered to a Ford Mustang in the ownership of Muchacho. Muchacho's apparent removal of property from the Ferrari suggests the incident may have been insurance fraud in the making prior to the police showing up. His statements, however, imply mental health crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially schizophrenia or a manic episode. Regardless of the reason, it's best to keep Christ and driving behavior separate, no matter what Carrie Underwood might tell you. Very cheeky Jesus little Antoinette article. Um, goodness. So so there was basically nothing else in the car, it seems like. I, like, I he guess didn't not. Let any yeah, of his he was other ta- making sure all his damaged. shit stayed yeah. dry while he drove himself off the end of, off the end of the pier. You know, and if money won't exist in two days, it just makes me wonder. Like, yeah. does that does that make his possessions more valuable? Are we just going to be Maybe. trading possessions, and that's why he doesn't want them yeah, to get waterlogged? What's, what's his or version less valuable, of the apocalypse? I don't in which know. case, just drown him. Yeah, good fucking question. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love I'm not, to speak to this man. I'm not going to try and get too deep into his head. <laughs> I'm just tickled that his last name is Muchacho. <laughs> it's a good one. That makes me really, really happy. It's a good one. There you go, baby. That's my Florida men. All right. I've, I hope you enjoyed my that. My fact is actually more of a Florida man. Okay, go for in it. In nature. So you know the company Salt Life? Yeah, Salt Life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every like... Um, how do we describe the guys that wear Salt Life? They're like former frat guys. Slightly sunburned. Slightly sunburned. They have boats. Um, they wear the uh, fishing shirts that have like... 
the um, like moisture wick, like UV protective. Like it's yeah. this weird rubbery feel. Thing. They're like upper middle class. Yeah. Wouldn't They're, you say? I would say Salt Life guys are like upper middle class that like to play rough. Yeah, they exactly. Like to play they're rough playing guy. this like They might have an F-150. That they're like an outdoorsman. Yeah, but they have enough money to have a boat. And yeah, that, you right, know? right. So it's like they have some sort of weird suburban, like I don't know why you're upper management cosplaying. job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. But maybe they, I don't know. They they have this like fantasy of themselves as being white trash. I like, think they do boat people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So okay. But salt fishing. life co-founder. fishing and drinking beers. That's basically the salt, salt life. life. Salt life co-founder charged with killing of eighteen year old. Oh my claims God, no search shit. of hotel room was illegal. <laughs> no Michael shit. Hutto, who was a co-founder of the prominent lifestyle company Salt Life, which sells gear for surfing, fishing, diving, and the beach. That was a weird sentence. No, no hate, sorry. First Coast NBC News. Um, Michael Troy Hutto, 55, was jailed in October of 2020 on warrants charging him with manslaughter and possession of a weapon during the commission of a felony, according to Jacksonville Sheriff's Office inmate records. No fucking shit. Hutto was one of the co-founders of the prominent lifestyle brand Salt Life, blah, blah, blah. Last week, Hutto's legal team, the legal team. Um, filed a motion to suppress evidence obtained by police during their investigation due to what they say is an illegal search of the hotel room that Laura Grace Duncan, 18, was found dead inside. Oh, my God. Hutto's legal team. You can't do that. Hey, I didn't, I, you, you I didn't grant you permission. Room. Um, Dad, don't go in my room. (laughs) His legal team uh, did not observe any suspicious circumstances that would support a reasonable belief belief that the occupants of the hotel room were having a medical emergency and the officer's warrantless entry was not justified under this exemption. Wow. It's literally the dad don't go into my room offense or defense. So as a result, the motion asks the court to suppress all evidence. Um... He's been out of custody since November 10th, 2020. So I guess he's just on house arrest or whatever. No shit. Maybe and he walks among us. It says that his next court date is February 4th, 2022. So coming up. No, that so, was last year, babe. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Gotcha. According to the affidavit, on Thursday, October 29th, at around 10.50 a.m., Riviera Beach Police Department was called out to the Hilton Hotel to conduct a welfare check on Duncan. Laura Duncan's father, Burton, told police that he hadn't heard from her since Sunday morning. He said he tracked her phone and believed she was at the hotel with her boyfriend, Hutto. Oh, he my also God. told police that they he were believed... boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. And she was 18, and he was how fucking old? 55. Dude... What the fuck? That is so not salt life of you, I man. Believed that Hutto, quote, gave drugs to his daughter to keep her sedated, according Ew, to the report. Oh, this is awful. When police arrived, staff helped open the door and immediately, quote, there was a strong odor of decomposition from the hallway. Oh, it goes horrible. on to state a woman's body was found on the bathroom floor covered in blood with a gunshot wound to her stomach. Jesus Christ, dude. The room was put in Hutto's name, and police found his wallet and ID inside. Surveillance video showed Hutto leaving the hotel with a backpack before he drove off in his vehicle. Um, 
there's more. So shortly after, the St. John's County Sheriff's Office contacted a, de- a detective with the Riviera Beach Police Department, and they said that the previous day, Hutto had overdosed at a BP gas station in St. Augustine. And they said that the attendant called the sheriff's office after a man walked into the store asking for help. He was, quote, reportedly twitching, making delusional comments, crying while his eyes were rolling in the back of his head. Bath salt life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, dude. I just, by the way, I found a picture of him. He Um, looks like salt. He looks fucking crazy. He looks looks like like he's been preserved in salt. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He looks ancient and like crispy like a salt he looks like he lives in a salt cave so i also while I, I was looking up what happened to him he's still on bond he's like he remains on bond as of december 5th 2022 which is like you I mean, know he's, month a, and he's half a rich ago. white guy i guess what did we expect i mean Holy we're expecting the justice system shit, to like work dude. What do you think they were like doing basalts together and she overdosed and he was just like i'm out of here well i have more about it oh, so it says it. that um the detectives went to the hospital where Hutto was being treated and asked if he knew why they were there. And he told them yes and uttered, and this is this says not verbatim. Okay. So, oh my God, I think I think I hurt my Gracie. Ugh. As he began to cry. Oh my um, God, dude. He said he stopped they said he stopped talking at that point. Good um, idea. Don't talk. Yeah, but he would continue talking the next day. No. Yeah. He gave so, testimony? The next day, Hutto reportedly told the detective that they were headed to the Florida Keys to see some friends, you know, Salt Life, and they were staying at the Hilton. Uh-huh. When asked about what happened at the hotel, he said, quote, him and his Gracie. Ugh, I hate that. That is so I sick. That. She's an 18-year-old. Him and his Gracie spent time on the beach. I wonder if him this and creep his Gracie, has children. He doesn't seem like he has children, does he? Mm, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think if he does, he doesn't. Um, they're not in his custody. I don't know. He just seems yeah, a salt seem life like guy it. is is just too too, too free salty. of a spirit. He's way too salty. <laughs> um, so he says him and his Gracie spent time on the beach. Him and his Gracie was playing inside of the hotel room as if they were shooting with their finger and a gun. Gracie was sitting on the counter inside of the bathroom. He pointed the gun at Gracie, at which time it went off and shot her. Holy shit, dude. So I guess he's saying they were like playing around with the gun and he sh- and he shot her. What the fuck? Are you serious? That's that's what he said. This is I, I don't know. Do do you believe that this guy was dumb enough to actually just be playing around with a loaded weapon? I mean, they could have been blasted out of their mind. They could have. It's and true. And doing some sort of like sex thing. Like people sometimes. Ew, I think, like on The Sopranos with Ralphie Cifaretta. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Jesus. Like having sex at gunpoint or whatever. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know, though. I mean, Ugh. maybe he was really acting like an 18-year-old. Maybe this 18-year-old girl just really reverted him back to his eight i i don't know this is so sick is that a picture of her yeah oh my god dude come on no she's like this regular pretty the two of them next to one another it's just such a tragic image i know this is horrible so salt life issued a statement 
yeah. saying, sadly, we have learned one of Salt Life's co-founders has Did been charged not with a very felony. Chill. <laughs> yeah. Salt Life sends their utmost sympathies to the family and friends of the deceased. In 2013, the co-founder of Salt Life sold their entire business to new owners. The co-founders have not been associated with the brand in any way since the purchase in 2013. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. This guy's like McAfee on steroids. As far as I know, McAfee didn't kill anybody. I mean, do you think that 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 story that he told the detective that like they were playing, like, do you think that he thought that through, like, that that's a made up story, and he was like, "This will help me"? Or this do you is think what that, I can't figure out yeah. because this guy seems like erratic enough to, you know. I mean, if he really was doing what he was supposed to be doing, he just wouldn't say anything at all. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, uh, man, I don't but know. But sometimes guys can have such big egos that they do talk to police because they, right, they, they think, they they think can oh, I can get talk out of their this. Way out yeah. Of it. yeah, in fact, that's very common. Um, mm-hmm. I think, geez, I don't know where to come down on this one. I, I would believe it either way that this guy's such a fucking dumbass that he literally was like a toddler playing yeah. around with a, a gun Loaded like it weapon. was a toy. A fucking gun. <sighs> That's the first thing you learn about. With the, you have to get a fucking license to have a gun. That's the first thing they tell you. That's the first thing that absolutely anybody should know about a, a firearm is that it's not a toy. But anyway. Well, anyway, he's got baby obviously, brains. Obviously, that's not the, he's dating a teenager. Exactly. That's and that's not the ethos in this fucking neck of the woods, unfortunately. But anyway. Yeah, I believe that he's such a dumbass that he did think that it was fun to play with a gun like it was a toy. Or that he's just a psycho who killed his 18-year-old girlfriend and thought that that was a good excuse. Yeah, it's I'd bad believe either, it either way. way. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible either way. It's fucking... It's awful. This <laughs> is terrible. Yeah. I just didn't know Salt Life went down like that, you know? Damn, me That's neither. Pretty surprising. We should do. We should do an episode about this once the case, you know, comes to light. Once they... Come to a decision. I don't yeah. think it's even gone to court yet. Uh-uh. Fuck me. Okay, well, I have sort of a somewhat related Florida fact. My Florida fact is just I'm keeping the listeners updated on what the murder capital of Florida is. Oh, yeah. Just saying. So the the violent crime capital of Florida um, remains Florida City. Within Miami-Dade County, mm. so it's like kind mm. of an mm. annex of Miami. Um, it's by far the most violent city in Florida with a safety rating of negative 3.66. Whoa, <laughs> negative. According to the FBI crime data, the crime rate in Florida City is 126 crimes per thousand residents. Whoa. Meaning you have over a 1 in 10 shot. They were like, uh, the scale was not built for this. Of having a violent crime <laughs> yeah. committed against you while wow. you're in Florida City. Fuck. Um, it is one of the most dangerous cities in the country. The, the technicality is that it is a somewhat small city. Mm -hmm. So this is by percentage. The risk of being the victim of violent crime is almost one in 43, which is nuts. Violent crimes are on the rise in part because gun laws tend to be laxer, making it easier for people to access firearms and commit violent crimes. Mm -hmm. And poverty levels in this area are high at 41%. Of people living below the poverty line. Wow. So just like nothing going on, not really much incentive to do anything besides shoot everybody you get in an argument with. <laughs> but when it comes to big cities or larger population centers, it says that Jacksonville 
is the gun murder capital of Florida. I've heard about this. I've heard that they're that the gangs in Jacksonville right now are like warring. Out they're of like control. Either like popping off. Mm-hmm. The the unofficial number of homicides in Jacksonville in 2022 was 163, Jeez. which for a city that size is a fucking huge number. Um, and 82.7% of the victims are male, obviously, mm-hmm. probably because it's fucking, you know, young Gangs. men shooting yeah, each other yeah. over absolutely fucking nothing. Like it's the Wild West. And they obviously, again, the vast majority are done by people who are in between the ages of 18 and 35. The so dumbass just, age. For yeah, me. exactly. <laughs> Dipshit age. Yeah. The age where your car insurance is likely to be really fucking high. <laughs> I was actually just about to mention, what's that thing where rappers like diss each other on like social media? That's like you're talking about drill music. Okay, I apparently there's a big scene in Jacksonville too, ah, and that that's like right, right. I don't know, it's happening. It's fucking nuts. Um, that's some shit they do in New York and Chicago where they like brag about killing people in songs. It's teenagers too. Yeah, it's I mean, teenagers it's, like damn. making songs about yeah. how they shot each other. All right, Pray watch for out, Jacksonville. I guess keep your head on a swivel while you're in fucking Jacksonville. Yeah. Um. Also, Orlando does not get uh get butt away cleanly Never. either. Never. Orlando um, has 860.4 violent crimes per 100,000 people. Not good. Which, yeah, it's approaching one in 100. It's fucking nuts, dude. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. And this, by the way, this come, all of this comes off, um, off the heels of a trip to Florida where uh, Kelsey Ann's mom, whom we love, uh, has a subscri- subscription to the New York Post. And is abs and watches Fox News all the time, and is absolutely convinced that New York City and Chicago are like on fire. Yeah, like they're bombed out shitholes of the apocalypse. <laughs> exactly. Like her brain has been now bathed; it's bathing in this lukewarm solution of just like crime yeah. statistic after crime. Like yeah, what she's being Big fed from the New York Post and Fox News. Crime. Oh my. God. Big city's bad because crime. And also, by the way, the fucking implication there is big city's bad because, because crime. Black because people. black people. I know. That's I what know. Fox News is trying to get people to I think. Know, which I is know. nuts because they also like turn around and go like, we're not racist. Um, do they even do that? Well, yeah. I mean, they hire like, you know, black correspondents and oh, yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah. Every once and, in like, a while. You know, like candy and they, they or... have people going like, uh, it, one of their talking points is like, being woke is actually the new racism, like that kind of thing. Oh, okay. You know, so yeah. they, it's whatever. It's it, it's. Nonsense. I just didn't even know that they bothered. But what I'm trying to get at is like, why the fuck they're trying to divide? I'm not sure what this is, but people who live in the suburbs and people who live outside of like major metropolitan areas, um, are being fed this narrative that like crime is fucking out of control. Like, it's like the 1970s and the 1980s and the Bronx is burning. You know what I mean? Which is, by the way, when they were all young enough to be in their first job in a city. Like, this is the last time... The 1980s were the last time any of these people lived in a city. Yeah. Which is just an interesting that the rhetoric never left. That's true of your mom, at least. I think in the 1980s, a lot, a huge amount of people, more so than even now, lived in the suburbs. Because the cities have seen like a massive renaissance over the past like couple of decades because you know there's that whole 
there's that whole thing of like white flight and urban uh, decay, urban blight during the the nineteen after the nineteen fifties. Yeah, I think the way we're the saying 19th. the same thing, and you're just misunderstanding me. I'm saying well, no, like, I'm saying like they most left people in the 80s never went to the because cities. of that. No, they left in the nineteen fifties because of um, like blockbusting and like redlining and stuff like that. But they didn't have their like first job in the cities. I feel like most people do. Do you think so? Yeah, until they have like a kid and then they settle in the suburbs. I guess that's the old trope. I, I, I'm not aware of this. I, I do know your mom lived in New York City in the 1980s, which is why, again, I say it's so crazy and hypocritical that like she's terrified now of New York City. I know. <laughs> Especially, and this is really what I was trying to get to say, was that like, you know, suburbanites and people who live in, you know, the rest of America believe that metropolitan centers are like being burned to the ground by like you know gangs of blm rioters or whatever yeah but see what i don't get is what's but useful to what them i'm about saying that. is that like you turn around and their state is one of the most violent places in the entire fucking country yeah like florida is an insanely violent place and it in is. fact like walking around in jacksonville you're more likely to get violent crimed than in hardly anywhere, in, in basically anywhere in New York City or Chicago. Yeah, and I know it has a lot of race components. I, I obviously, I get that. But, like, what else is it? It, it might just be race. And it might, but, like, uh, what else is it race. that all the, the right-wing media yeah, sources are trying to put a wedge in between people who live in cities and people mm-hmm. who don't like what's think, the vested interest. Here's what I think. I think that especially with like things like, um, Fox news. Um, I think that Fox news has a vested interest in reminding its viewer base that they're already right about the things that they think. And they're mostly in the suburbs. They're mostly the in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're mostly in the suburbs. They're mostly like older or like aging and live in suburbs or like small towns. Mm hmm. And they resent people who live in, you know, New York and Chicago because they, like, they have this sort of ingrained feeling that, like, we look down on them, like, think they're stupid, think they're hicks or whatever, you know. And they're they're not totally wrong about that, but, like... Yeah. I mean, th- you are. Like, I you and I don't look at people who live no. in small towns and I mean, like, I get Ugh. irritated if I hear someone say, like, flyover state. I'm like, ew, who are you? Yeah, like, I know. Ugh. It's, like, this attitude that's, like, sort of imagined and, like, hyperbolized. But, like, I think what they're trying to do is, like, trap their viewers in an echo chamber where they get reminded about the things they already think over and over again. Yeah. And it just, like, and I guess feels really good. Okay, even though we know, like, a very mm-hmm. small amount of people who actually do look down on those who don't live in a city. Yeah. Um, I feel like you must, to solidify the point of view, yeah. blow it up out of proportion because um, you can't, like, completely hate those that... Y- that you don't think already hate you. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's if you to... think that they already think that you're dumb and you're bad and right. you're making wrong choice, like... Yeah, that's right. If you think that they look down on you, it's easier for you to then look down on them. Yeah, exactly. You and go, can't well, just, they hate me anyway. You can't just, like, look down on people without, like, fostering some sort of victim complex yeah, in order that's... to justify it. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun and it's engaging to be indignant about shit that you don't really understand. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's sort of why I think these like lowest common denominator, you know, news sources like Fox News or on the other side of things, fucking MSNBC, all the stupid late night hosts, they all get off on like this very 
like simplistic, like silly messaging about like these in capital letters issues that you're supposed to care about, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's funny. I've noticed it's it's growing, and I've I've noticed on the internet and elsewhere lately that there's this like there's this like divide between cities and suburbia and rural people. I feel like it that's escalated widening. in 2020. Yeah, it's it definitely did. It escalated in 2020. I wonder I I don't know necessarily why, but I guess that's the new front that's being pushed in this culture war like you know, be afraid of the cities because the, because they're scary and they're criminal and they're they're gross and like what you really should be or, afraid of is how much fucking money you spend living there. You know, that's or, that's for real. Or maybe it's the people who work at Fox mm-hmm. and the and the Murdochs and stuff. I don't know. They, they live Which in is London ironic because whatever. Fox's headquarters um, are in New York. That's City. what I'm saying. Maybe it's them going, oh my God, we got to get the prices down here. Okay. I got to be able to buy my $10 million <laughs> mansion for five. It's really important to me. What maybe if we so. just go on a campaign where we say Scare people New York City's cities. shit. It's bad. Don't come here if you come here you're just a sucker mark you know what i mean maybe so and maybe it's just to get people out of the city so that they can have more of it i would say that that's a very galaxy brain to take i think that what's more i'll take that as a compliment (laughs) i think what's more likely is it increases their viewership you know what i mean because their viewership likes getting fed shit they already like yeah Yeah. it's a yummy feeling i guess yeah we can't look down on people for liking to be fed shit they already like that's it's true of all of it's us the nature of things we love having our opinions reinforced mm-hmm. yeah. that's why i don't have many <laughs> it's better it's better to be that I way i don't <laughs> you don't you don't think you're I an think opinionated I'm, person no i think you are I'm that's very opinionated you. of you i know oh, i'm creating damn. tension on the podcast oh, damn. that's what you're supposed to do but see i don't have an opinion about that yeah you do no i don't <laughs> i can see it on your face i truly don't I think most time, most of the time people choose opinions just to be cool. That's true. They're like, ooh, what would make me... They like think ahead of time, I think, about like what makes them the coolest and then they'll just have that opinion. But mm. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. real. I guess I do like being a contrarian. You love it. I do love it. It's fun. It's fun. I like pushing people's buttons. It amuses me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's no better way to do that than having a really strong opinion about something. Yeah, but the and fact continuing is... continuing to press... The fact is hardly anybody really knows what they're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. Right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, give it. Give us a rate or review on yeah. whatever uh, platform you're listening to us on. Tell us what opinions you have that you want us to reinforce and back to you. We'll read them back to you. I hear that increases your, your listenership. Yeah, here reinforcing the opinions of your listeners is good for business. So tell us what you think and we'll repeat it back to you and you can have a very delicious, right. yummy feeling inside of your heart. What echo chamber should we create? create? Should we mm. go hard right or should we go like hard left? Or hard sideways. Hard sideways? Hard up. Hard, up. hard, hard down. Up. Oh my God, you're getting three dimensional? Yeah. What is up? I don't know. We'll have to come up with it. Up is uh, God, I guess. Okay, so what's down? Hell. That should be that's, us. Uh, that's us. That's yeah. really us. That- we're like hard. Yeah, we're Satanists. <laughs> we're far down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thanks so much. We love you. We and love you very much. Keep tuning in. Mwah. Be careful with the E.